Welcome to the Helping Couples Heal podcast, a place for healing and hope for couples impacted by betrayal resulting from infidelity and or sex addiction. Your hosts are Marnie Breaker and Dwayne Osterland, licensed marriage and family therapists, certified sex addiction therapists, and founders of respective treatment centers in Long Beach, Los Angeles, and San Diego, California. Marnie and Dwayne co-created Helping Couples Heal, a comprehensive program for couples recovering from betrayal trauma, including an in-person two-day workshop, an online aftercare program, and this podcast series is the first component of the program. Thank you for listening. Marnie and Dwayne are committed to helping you recover from the devastating impact of betrayal trauma and are honored to support you wherever you may be in your healing. If you've lost hope, you've come to the right place. Now, take a slow, deep breath. And let's begin with the Helping Couples Heal podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Helping Couples Heal podcast. This is Marnie, and I'm here with Dwayne. And we would like to first take a moment to wish you a happy and peaceful new year. We hope that you're all doing well and that you had a safe and peaceful holiday season. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Helping Couples Heal podcast. And I just want to say we know for some people, the new year can be really, really difficult. For some people, it can be a time of renewal, but for others, it can be really hard. Like, how do I go into a new year when I'm struggling and our relationship is struggling and it's difficult? So we were talking before we started a little bit about what we were going to talk about. And we were thinking maybe we should talk about setting intentions, even in that difficulty, even in that hardship of being in a relationship that might be struggling. Yeah. People often, you know, approach the new year with the idea of let's set new year's resolutions. And that's exciting. And people make vision boards and talk to each other about these new year's resolutions, but do that without first reflecting on the previous year, right? Like where am I at? before looking at what do I want for the new year? Because it's very easy to come up with all these grand ideas about what we want the new year to look like. But I think it's very important for us to look at where are we now before we look ahead. Yeah. And that's really being able to look back and kind of take stock in where I am and where my relationship is. And when you're dealing with betrayal trauma, I mean, in and of itself, just doing that can be overwhelming and feel really, really difficult. So I, I want to acknowledge that because this is hard to do sometimes when you're coming into a new year and you're going to go, where do we go from here? Yeah. And sometimes people come into the new year and for those who have been dealing with betrayal trauma for a while, right? Particularly like listeners, you might relate to this if it's been five or six years or longer that there's been a struggle and you're not on the other side. And a new year can just highlight that, which can be really painful. Like, oh God, we're coming into another year and we're still not, you know, we still haven't reached a place of healing and there's still ambiguity here. And and that can feel very hopeless or painful. But at the same time, what I like about the new year, I mean, in a way to me, it's just another date on the calendar, but at the same time, it's also symbolizes this new starting point, or we can take it as a symbol for that. We can use it as a symbol to say, okay, this is a new year and we're going to go forward in a different way. And it gives us a starting point to kind of look back and analyze where we are, look at where we are, and then start to craft with intention where we want to go or 
what do we want to create in this new time? Yeah. And I love what you just said about what do we want to create? Because that is very empowering, right? A lot of times with betrayal trauma, we see the experience of feeling stuck and disempowered in many ways and not having choices. And when a partner has been betrayed, she or he did not have choices, right? That's a big part of what the pain is. Like you took away my ability to make choices. You took away my ability to make informed decisions about my life. So that disempowerment is often another factor, another part of betrayal trauma. So when you talk about creating what you want moving forward, I think of that as very empowering. It makes somebody realize I have a say in what is going to happen in my life. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And part of being empowered is being able to make those decisions and, and craft the life for yourself that you want. And sometimes that can feel so overwhelming. I, I like to look at it as let's set our intentions for the new year. How are we going to be in this relationship? How are we going to act in this relationship? And I think that's a little bit different from setting goals. And for me, I, I like the idea of intention because it's it's I can do that in the present moment. I can say my intention is to be kind. My intention is to be open. My intention is to be forgiving. And I can, I guess, manifest that in myself. And sometimes that's, I think, easier than setting goals. Sometimes goals can feel really overwhelming. Yeah, the way I see this is very similar to you, Dwayne. I see it as when we set a goal or we create a goal for ourselves, it's usually this sort of macro idea, right? So it could be like, for instance, I want to change my career, right? I want to I want to start a new career. But again, that's sort of overwhelming. It's like, well, what does that mean? There's a ton of things that have to happen in order to transition to a different career. Intentions are naming the actual steps like these tangible actions that you can take. So the intention could be, I'm going to meet with, I'm going to start meeting with a an occupational counselor or somebody who can help me. You know, there's tests that you can take to figure out where do you fit? Like what would be a good occupation for you? So that could just be an intention. I'm going to ask my friends and colleagues for referrals. Does anybody have the name of somebody who is great that I can talk to? to help me start this process, right? Like that would be an intention rather than a goal. If we took it to betrayal trauma, we could say, you know, many people probably have the goal of healing, right? Number one goal to heal. But what does that actually mean? How does that symbolize possibility and action? So the intention could be for some person, I'm going to join a group or I am going to start to do something for myself. I'm going to start going on a run every day, or I'm going to start getting out into nature every day because that brings me peace, right? That helps me feel connected. So that's a really specific intention, which I think sets us up for success rather than just having this grand goal that without action is not going to really be achieved. Yeah, I think it's really important to be able to look at these things, looking at goals and intentions to be able to start to direct your behavior. What I do like about intention is that when we have an intention, it kind of calls in a state of being. 
not just an action about where we're going or what we're going to accomplish. Like, let's take the example, um, one intention for someone maybe who's done the betrayal, their intention for the year is to be more open or more empathetic. Mm -hmm. So when they say that to themselves and they outline, this is my intention for the year is to be more empathetic and to show up empathetically, then they can start to go, okay, how am I going to do that? What is that going to actually look like? But I'm creating the state in my body of empathy or or whatever intention I'm trying to say. That's how I see it. And I know people will look at it in different ways, but. No, I really see it the same because yeah, that intentionality, it feels like, again, you're creating something that you can do as opposed to if the goal was make my relationship better. Right. Right. Okay. That's great. It's a good goal, but how are you going to do that? So in the moment, in all these moments, there's going to be many moments in this new year. What is my intention in each moment? And like you said, yeah, be more empathetic, right? Be kinder, listen, listen more, say less. These are intentions. And not to say that there shouldn't be a goal. I think it's really important to have this big goal, but that's not enough, right? If you leave out the intentionality and the consciousness, I think that most often what will happen is somebody will end that new year and probably not have achieved the goals that they had outlined at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I think this brings up a really important point because, you know, so much of healing a relationship after betrayal is in the element of how we're going to show up in the relationship, right? Like how we're going to be emotionally, how we're going to be perceived by our partner and how our partner is going to perceive us. And I think when we set intention, it helps create that emotional state that leads to more healing. I think, once again, if someone has done the betrayal, the idea of, you know, today, my intention is to respond calmly when my partner is triggered. So my intention is to show up as caring, as calm. And we can then look at the goals on how to do that and what that might look like, but the intention is there. And that brings a certain kind of energy to the relationship that helps, I think, a relationship heal. Because it's that emotional component where the healing happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we've been talking about for this last period of time that we've been talking is about possibility, right? And creating new pathways to achieving what is important to us in our lives. I also want to talk about something that's a little bit harder to look at which is when you reflect back on the previous year, that basically brings you to a place of looking at the reality of where you are now. And I think what happens a lot of times is that as human beings, we want to be hopeful. We so much want to move out of pain and suffering, and, and we want to get to a this place of hope and positivity and new beginnings. And so oftentimes we don't look at where we really are, and we do come up with this big goal right? Heal the relationship or have more joy in my relationship. And we're not looking at perhaps where we are, which is, you know, my partner who is the one who hurt me is not being kind and empathetic. You know, my partner who hurt me for the last two years is continuing to engage in some integrity violations and is defensive. 
you know, and it could go the opposite. The partner who's been betrayed maybe is not willing to think about the possibility of what healing might be like, or the partner is rejecting their partner's efforts at trying to communicate more, or, you know, it could be anything. But I think each partner has to look at where we're at now in order to decide if the goals and then the intentions are actually realistic. Because if you have a situation where you look honestly at the past year and you're like, wow, we are in the same place that we were at at the end of last year, right? And we had this big hope for something different and it's the same. Well, something's not working. And I'm not going to just throw out this goal of, Again, you know, the same thing I said last year, let's heal the relationship or let's have more joy or let's let's have a better sex life, right? Because that's not looking at the reality of where things are. So look at the reality, reflect on what's happened and where you are now, and then use that to create realistic goals and therefore very realistic intentions. Yeah. And going back to what we were talking about earlier is this can be empowering and this can help you really find a track that is realistic to where you are and help you find that path because that is the hard part like really sitting where are we at and making goals and intentions that fit that reality because this is work this is hard work and if one partner is not going to engage in the relationship in a way that's going to promote healing, you can still on your own set intentions for yourself. And that might actually be setting boundaries for yourself that feel good for you, that help you thrive. It can be showing up differently, like even being able to show up with kindness and compassion on whatever side you are on this equation. And doing that, having that intention, that in and of itself, I think can improve the likelihood of a positive outcome for your relationship by being able to take that approach and being able to move in the, in the direction of those positive intentions that you set for yourself and your relationship. Yeah. And, you know, truthfully, when somebody who's been dealing with betrayal trauma is looking at the new year and, and goals and intentions and all the things that we're talking about, Oftentimes, for good reason, they have been focusing, and this could be the betrayer or the betrayed or both, right? There's been a lot of focus on the relationship. And the feelings that people have are often aligned with how well the relationship's doing or how well their partner is doing or how how much the partner is working towards healing. And in all of that, oftentimes, the individual can lose sight of themselves, Right. Yeah. And so if their partner is not doing the things that they want them to do in order to heal the relationship, then they can feel completely disempowered and stuck and depressed and all of these things. If they're able to hold that, I'm not saying that's going to go away. Look, when your relationship is not thriving, right. when your relationship is traumatized, that's very painful. So I'm not minimizing that. But what I'm saying is at the same time, you can choose to focus your attention on yourself where, like you said, Dwayne, you do have agency. You can make choices, right? You can choose to surround yourself with those people in your life who do give back to you, who do offer compassion, who can be empathetic. And this way, you're not 
living in a place where you have an abyss, where you're desperate for empathy and compassion and love and understanding, but you can't get that from the person that hurt you, or you can't get it from the person that you're trying to heal with. So I think it's important to look at this. And you know what really comes to my mind when when you brought this topic to my attention and you said, let's start the new year by talking about the new year. What I thought was it's a really big dialectic because the reason we celebrate New Year's, think about it. New Year's is probably one of the biggest celebratory holidays that we have, yeah. right? Not just in the United States, but around the world. And most people are celebrating because they're excited about the new year. And they're excited to let go of the parts about the, the current year that didn't work exactly the way they'd like, right? Like, let's let go of 2023 and let's bring in all the possibility of 2024. So there's this dialectic of all this excitement and possibility and hope. And then the reality of where are we now? I had all this hope before. And Am I going to have a year filled with healing and the things that I want for myself? So I'm just talking about that dialectic of holding both. And for those people who are not in a state of celebration, who are not feeling hopeful, who are looking at their reality and saying, wow, last year I thought all of this was going to happen. And here we are now on the precipice of a new year and none of that has happened. That can be incredibly painful. And to see all those people you know, happy and celebratory. And, you know, you turn on the TV on New Year's Eve and you see that huge party in Times Square. And it could be a reminder of where you're at and the pain that you're experiencing and all the things in life that you feel like you're missing out on. You know, people kiss at the new year and the cameras are showing all of that and all the love. And I think that for a lot of people who've been hurt by betrayal, just as, you know, a lot of people who are single and don't have a partner, right? Those sort of Images can be painful and can really elicit a lot of grief. I'm glad you bring that up and you acknowledge that part because I think a lot of people who might be listening would feel that. And it is a balancing act, right? Resilience in the face of strife and struggle is about balancing those things and moving through those things and acknowledging the pain and the hurt and looking towards the future and change. It's like acceptance and change, the balance of those two things, accepting what is, and then also working to change it at the same time. And that's a difficult space to be in. It's difficult to manifest and it's difficult to be there. Um, but having a new year is about, in some part, trying to focus on that change part. What are we gonna change? One thing I think what can be helpful for people out there who are listening is to break it into, you know, when you're looking at a relationship, and you're looking at yourself and you're looking at betrayal, trauma, and healing a relationship is break it into three domains for yourself. And the first one is your intentions or your goals for yourself, goals and intentions. And then the second one is goals and intentions for your partner. Like, how are you going to show up for your partner? What are your goals for your partner or how you're going to show up? And then Thirdly, I think, is the relationship itself. What are the goals and the intentions for the relationship? And the relationship one, if you know both people in the relationship do this, they can bring that together and look at these and say, hey, are we on the same page? Are we in the same place? If you're both trying to heal the relationship, that's if you both can do it. If you're on your own and your partner doesn't want to participate, you can still do it for yourself because that's empowering. I think that builds resilience. And that is that change part of that balance of acceptance and change. 
And so I would encourage people out there to take the time, take an hour or two to sit down and write this out because when we do that, when we really set our intentions and we put them down and we write them out, it makes it easier for, I think, our brain to hold on to them and move forward through them. And I would encourage everybody to do that. I mean, I do that every year and it definitely helps me. I do kind of a a review of the year before and write down what are my intentions for the new year? What do I want to create? What do I want to do? What is this year about for me? And then put that out. And I, I think that that can be really, really helpful for a relationship to do that. You know, do it individually and then as a relationship, if you can. I agree. And if you can't do it around the relationship at this time, then do it for yourself. And so I do that too, Dwayne, very similar to what you just shared. And my process is first, I journal and reflect on the past year. And I'll often look at where I was at the year before and I'll pull out my journal entry right from the, the previous year. And I will honor myself for those things that I've actually accomplished. And if there are things that I haven't, I'll give myself grace and I'll think about that and maybe reflect on, are those things still important? And if they are, what got in the way? And then so reflecting on where I've been and where I am now helped me create what I want for the following year. So I think that that is a very important part. Again, I would encourage anyone listening who's thinking about this now, like, oh yeah, like let me set some intentions. Don't skip that first part, which is really the reflection, right? Because again, we can have these big ideas about goals, but we need to be realistic. Like if your goal is to make your relationship the best it can be, but the reality is that your partner is not doing the work or they don't have the same goal, or they might say they have the goal, but their actions are not in alignment with that, then I think it's really important that maybe instead of the goal being to make my relationship the best it can be, it is to get clear with my partner about the direction that our relationship's going, and do we have the same goal, right? Right. So I, I wrote down an example for anybody who's looking for something like concrete, like how does this work, and and who might still be confused about what we're saying about goals versus intentions. So I'm just going to give two examples, and then maybe you have something you can throw out sure, too. Yeah. So the first one would be for the person who's done the betrayal. Maybe the goal, like the big concrete goal, is to stay sober right? For someone, especially someone, if we're looking at addiction and someone's been acting out for years, sometimes since they were teenagers, staying sober is a very big goal. And it's not always easy. There are people that do come to us and say, oh my God, my desire to act out was just lifted, right? I, I don't want to do it anymore. But most often that's not what we hear. We hear it's hard and there's a lot of triggers and it can be scary and overwhelming. So the goal is stay sober, but what are my intentions? Well, my intention is to go to a meeting a couple times a week. My intention is to make sure that I'm connecting with other people for support and to get out of my own head. My intention is to have a sponsor who I can talk to. My intention is to join a group with other people. My intention is to work the steps my intention is to surround myself with other sober people, right? My intention is to live with integrity. So that's the difference. It's, I look at it almost as your day-to-day -day intentions and your day-to-day -day actions are supportive of what the goal is. 
And then the other example that I wrote is if your goal is have more joy in your relationship, what can the intentions be? So some of the things that I'm thinking about is, well, do the work, have integrity, be compassionate, be consistent, be kind, don't threaten to leave. And this can go for either partner, right? This can be the person who's caused the betrayal, who sometimes gets so frustrated because the partner is still upset and things aren't better. And they could say, well, then I'm done. But they don't mean that. But they say it, and that can do a lot of damage. Same thing for the person who's been betrayed. They have been so hurt. They are so frustrated. They are losing hope. So the easiest thing for them to say is, I'm done. I'm leaving. Or to throw around the word divorce. But if the goal is have more joy in our relationship, then obviously you have to heal the relationship to find joy. And to heal the relationship, you can't threaten to leave and to divorce. So I think that's a good way to look at the difference and distinguish between a goal and an intention and how to really break it down. Yeah. And I was just going to add that to me, when we're looking at intention, it also helps us, uh, you know, stay in a present state of mind and also influences our attitude. If our intention is to show up with kindness, you know, our goal is to bring more joy to the relationship, like you were saying, but our intention can also help us in that moment show up in a way that promotes that goal too, because it can help us create that state of being that we want to be in. So in some ways, when I look at an intention, I see it supporting our attitude, our state of mind as well, which helps us get those goals. I also see that as a part of it too. That's why I like using the term intention sometimes versus goals. Goals are very concrete to me. Intention is it has a little more ambiguity to it, but it creates a flow state that we want to be in that helps us get those goals too. And I think that's just important to be able to see those. So I also see that as a difference as well to get where we want to go. And by setting goals and intentions, I think it allows us to craft our life Instead of kind of just going around and letting the current take us, you know, wherever it goes and are letting our emotions run everything, when we set goals and intentions, we start to steer our life in a way that we want it to go in. And I, I just think that's how we're going to create the life that we feel good in, the relationship that we feel good in. And it's hard work and it's, it's scary. It's overwhelming. It can be sad when you're dealing with betrayal, like you said earlier, looking at the past, but this is how we, we move through it. And so I think going forward into the new year, you know, I'm hopeful for everyone out there who's, who's going to take some time to do this. Yeah. And I think a good way to sort of summarize what we've been saying as we're wrapping up today's podcast is honoring our intention is acting in ways that are in alignment with what our goals are. And that's the reality that I was talking about earlier. Be consistent and be in alignment, right? If you're saying you have a goal of healing your relationship, let's bring it back to what we're doing here, right, Dwayne? Like we're talking about betrayal trauma. If that is your goal, show up every day with intention of achieving that goal. Yeah. Make it your number one priority Yeah, if that's what you want. And that's hard. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. It's hard work. It really is. This is hard work. Both you and I know how hard this work is, 
But at the same time, we also know that it's worth doing. It's worth investing in it, investing in yourself and investing in your relationship if you want it to heal. And relationships do heal when they do this work. And we know that not every relationship will heal, but if you're going to heal the relationship, this is the work you got to do. And while every relationship might not heal, every person, every individual can heal. That's where we need to not just put the focus of our attention and our energy on our relationship, even though we we so want that to, to heal and to work. But we must look at ourselves because that's where we always have agency. Yes. That's where we can take our power back. And I think that that is so important. And I'd like to leave all of our listeners today with a challenge. And the challenge is to go through this process that we've talked about. Even if you're somebody who is saying, I did my New Year's resolutions or I wrote out my goals for the new year, using this different way of looking at it and sort of separating out goals versus intentions, I really encourage you all to go through this process. So reflect on the the year that we just left behind, look at and identify and get really clear about where you are today. Think about the big goals that you have for the new year. And I encourage you not to think of too many goals because when we have too many goals, we get overwhelmed and we often either focus on just one or we get so overwhelmed that we are putting our attention all over the place and we're not able to focus on our priority. And then we could end up not having achieved anything that really was important to us, right? So identify the big goals that you want to focus on and then live each day with intention and clarity and be in alignment in your actions and your words with what is important to you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you everyone for listening to Helping Couples Heal. We wish you a wonderful first month of the year. And we do also want to say we know that it's been a while since we released our last podcast. I meant to start with this. I think, Dwayne, it was back in October that we released our last podcast. We apologize. The year got away from us and the holidays were crazy. But our commitment is to be back and record as often as we can and be here to support you in every way we can. So take good care and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Helping Couples Heal podcast, where your healing is the number one priority. If you'd like additional resources about betrayal trauma or to learn more about the workshop, please visit helpingcouplesheal.com. If you're finding the podcast helpful, please support Marnie and Duane in continuing to reach others impacted by betrayal trauma by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with someone you care about. Once again, thank you for listening. We're grateful for your trust and look forward to continuing to support you on your journey of healing.